Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. I see, that's permanent now, is it? And today, <laughs> if Kevin Rudd is having whatever the government's having, maybe it's time for the government to start floating some really nutty ideas just to see if Kev goes there. What does Richard really think of Daniel McPherson? Radio's most shambolic game, Neighbours Plot or Not, mm-hmm. is back and maybe a spectacular new theme song will help. Ghost Whisperer DVD's up for grabs whether you like it or not. Britney Spears asks, what's it done now? Whose emails are too fruit-packed to read? Satisfying moments in life, they don't come along too often, but when they do, they set off Barry White on this show anyway. <laughs> Is homemade sherbet just dirt in Ajax? We'll find out, but that's all faff compared to what our second hour is unfolding. Yes, Harry Shearer is here. Harry Shearer from Spinal Tap, from The Simpsons, Ooh. from everything that's any good that's pretty much ever been done. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Tony wants you in his room. Spend the night together from now until forever. Yes, it's all coming up on Get This. Now, po- more popular, I was going to say more popular, Well, one of those. Is that the same thing? I don't know. It's the first choice of our nation's leaders. Crack these people down. Throw them into jail. May they rot there for the term of their natural lives. Gee, one mispronunciation. He goes off. Can't ruddy. Obviously, Howard must have said that. Oh, that's us here at Get This Around the Nation. That's right, that's the name of the show. Be good Johnny, men at work. Mm. Who are we? We're just reintroducing ourselves every day for the benefit of new listeners here in the late afternoon time slot. Mm. It's myself, Tony Martin. Oh. Oh. Disappointing. Thanks a lot, Rich. We've got Ed Cavalli. Well, it's disappointing, but it's at a higher pitch, which is nice. Oh, okay, and the xylophone. Fine. Kick drum. Pushing the buttons. It's Richard Marsland. Feels so good. I see. That's what you're giving yourself, is it, Rich? I'm not sure why, but it uh, certainly feels so good. Is this because you've become the darling of the media this week? That's true. What's I'm, happened? I'm well, everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> first, those bombshells on community television yesterday, yeah. and then in the papers today, you see uh, Newstopia begins tonight, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Brilliant. Switch over after Chris Lilly. Bang. Switch over from ABC to SBS. Yep. Newstopia, Sean McAuliffe, comedy program. <laughs> Yeah. Who's writing for that show? Well, according to the... Well, Sean McAuliffe would be in. (laughs) Yeah, he's in there, down the very bottom of the credits. I think that uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson's on board. Where's the paragraph I'm looking for? (laughs) Rodney Roode's probably contributed something. Today's paper, seasoned writer (laughs) Richard Marsland. Oh, seasoned, eh? Well, it's a short season. (laughs) What are you... uh, It's a six-episode season. That's clearly the season seasoning that I've had. all that oregano off your Yeah, look at you, covered in thyme. (laughs) Marinated yourself, have you? Honey soy Marsland. Dipped in egg, breadcrumbs. <laughs> seasons. So a couple of seasons on community TV. Here he goes. Bit of work with Ann Wells in Adelaide yep. in the morning. Suddenly he's the industry veteran. Look at you, Rich. The old hand. Yeah. Uh, thank God you're pushing the buttons, though, uh, Rich, because we've had a lot of people call in and say, uh, you know, have you found the tape yet of your very first broadcast, the one that didn't go to air, the pilot for this show, where Ed Cavalier pushed the buttons? Did a fine job. A lot of people are suggesting that, quote, it would have sounded like Blast FM. What is I'd, Blast FM? I'd forgotten what Blast FM. These are sketches that uh, I used to do on the radio some 12 years ago, Ed. Yeah. Okay. And for people who've worked in community radio, yeah. such as myself, very, very lifelike, very realistic. I think I've dug out the very first one of those sketches here. This is 12 years ago. Apparently... Because, you know, <laughs> the actual tape of our pilot episode doesn't exist. You managed to erase it. I deleted it. that time. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 12 years ago. This is what it may have sounded like. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, get Gary to back Where's the ute around. Bring the, uh, oh, no, I've got some jungle leads in the Gemini. We can hook Where's it up your... to the transmitter. I've got some. Yeah, no, that'll the keep the things going till Stephen and from the uh, buy swap and sell show yeah, gets here. I think he's got the keys to the generator. To the... Hey, we're on. Oh, uh, g'day. You're listening to Community Radio Blast FM, where every day is a blast. Just 
this is mixed platter and i'm your host barry filling in for ted who's getting the cat done uh just before we heard tommy emmanuel with classical gas and don't forget in the next week or so you'll have a chance to win an exclusive photograph of tommy emmanuel which uh uh, Stacy, who works part-time here at the station, found in an old new idea. Okay, time now for today's mystery sound. And here it is now. Oh, she's bugging, mate. Well, it sounds like we've lost the mystery... Sorry. The mystery sound, which... Um, well, I'll see if I can do it for you. <coughs> It uh, sounds like a cow falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah, okay, mate. Just fix the fu- the the sound thing there. H- Hello, Blast FM. <laughs> Not yet. This is uh, mixed platter. Go ahead, caller. Hi, Barry. This is Aiden from Now That's Indigenous. I'm filling in for Chris on Make Mine Cage, and I've forgotten my swipe card number. Can you come down and let me in? Yeah, well, we're trying oh, we're trying to do the uh, mystery sound, mate. Isn't it a cow falling down the stairs today? Well, in the absence of any other callers, it looks like Aiden is our winner. And Aiden wins a voucher for 10% off any unsubmerged item in the Bay Marie downstairs at the Under New Management CAF, where you'll come for the food and stay for the ambulance. Well, next up on Mixed Platter... Sorry, you recorded... Oh, shit. Uh, next up on Mixed Platter, we meet my special guest, a firebreak contractor who, from certain angles, looks a bit like Rick Parfit, former guitarist from Status Quo. That's after these messages on Blast FM where we've just heard our licence has been extended till next Tuesday. Oh, uh, we'll scrub that and let's have some more classical gas from Tommy Emmanuel. Okay. I'd just like to point out the sketch has ended. We're now back on a professional radio program here on Triple M. But you know what kind of sounds like Blast FM? Mm-hmm. Neighbours plot or not. Oh, mm. yeah. And that is next. Oh, Matchbox 20, how far we've come here at Get yeah. This Around the Nation on Triple M now. Guys, according to my rundown, it's time to play Neighbours Plot or Not. Yes. Mm. It's been a bit shambolic lately. Well, uh, well, let's just cut that out. Well, the theme uh, songs, how poor have the theme songs been? Come well, on. They, look, they've been uh, on the hop, as I would say, on the hop. <laughs> on is the, the hop. But Tony, but, Tony, what have you done? Every time I ask you to sing a song, it's always that All Together Now nonsense. Everyone loves the All Together Now theme. <laughs> Not the way you sing it. People <sighs> like the John English version. Richard, you bring poor George Harrison's at best. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll do a new one. Um, how does the actual Neighbours theme go, Rich? How does um, that start? Is it... Uh, it's everybody needs everybody good Everybody needs 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 good Neighbours Everybody needs good neighbours With a little understanding We can find the perfect blend Neighbours, they should be there so, so for one another. That's when neighbours become so good friends and then someone falls off a cliff. I never thought that I would be going. The kind of shows that you would be showing. The way you do that Ramsey Street voodoo. I'm glad I moved here from East Yawamutu. Neighbours lost can't you see Tony? Neighbours lost Harold started croaking. Neighbours lost coffee shops Exploded, they was lost. Mrs. Mangles 
is what you got You're our world, our hopes and dreams It can't be as easy as it seems Neighbours plot, neighbours plot of the hot Neighbours yeah. plot, neighbours plot, neighbours plot. I don't know. It's plot. Obviously, just off the top of a head. <laughs> Not bad. Thanks, Barry. What? See you, Barry. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Walking out. Thanks for everything, bro. He pops in from time to time. Amazing how you were still singing then and talking to him. Yeah, well, it's um, circular breathing does that. I think you're fine. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thanks for the world's most elaborate yeah. set up to the world's worst segment. Not this really uh, time for the segment, according to my schedule. Well, we're going to press on regardless. Okay, a couple of questions. Okie dokie. Uh, for those who haven't played this before, Mm. Bad luck, you're going to have to hear it now. And uh, basically there's plots of the neighbours each show. Whoa. Yeah, I think w- probably people have worked it yeah, out let's by just, now. Let's just crack on, shall we? <laughs> Richard. Oh, yes. You're going first. Mm-hmm. Faced, with a, faced with a terrible choice, the blonde one finds solace in Toadie and Bacardi breezes. Can she ever recover from what they did to her poor defenceless fringe? Well, the word solace sounds like a TV week word that no. perhaps uh, wouldn't drift through the transom if you are writing it. <laughs> Um, but I might say it's an Ed Cavalier. True. Well done, Rich. Well done. Well done. Well done. Okay, Tone, ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Carl, Alan Fletcher, below left, continues to try and console a distressed Susan, but the Ramsey Street mum couldn't hate herself more. Call me Miss Marple, but the presence of the phrase below left suggests it's real neighbours. Correct. Tony okay. Martin, correct. All right. It's all tied up. I've only got three, so someone's, someone's going to miss out. Okay. Uh, Richard, ready? Yeah, sure. Don't look, because you'll be able to tell. Okay. Who's the hot new biped that's got tongues a-wagging? What with their upright walking and command of language? Hot dog! Miranda and Susan can hardly hold themselves back. Bipeds, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Not a David Attenborough rundown. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to go with Neighbours Plot, because I think... Are they still quadruped this week or they're biped? <laughs> Incorrect, my friend. Oh! They're all pachyderm all week. Sacked uh, in badly. That's it. That is it for... Neighbours plot, neighbours plot of the hot, neighbours plot, neighbours plot of the hot, neighbours plot, neighbours plot of the hot. Thank you, thank you. Touch you down by the fire, let's get a rug, take off your gear, why yeah, no one's home, no one's get... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact words of the original by I, Barry White. I got carried nice. away. Anyway, there's a lovely postscript to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was very mean about neighbours there with the old Richard. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, though, I recorded some audio in the office this morning. He Did was you? just Well, we were talking Daniel McPherson. Oh, yeah, uh, he loves Daniel McPherson. Well, I don't know. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't sure of what his position was. Oh, and, really? I, and I said to him, uh, Richard, what's your position on Daniel McPherson? And this is what he said. I'm Richard, and heaps of magazines tell me that Dan McPherson is hot, so I believe them now. <laughs> How many brat dolls do you have? I've got 50. <laughs> okay. Unquote. Why do you always announce your name, Richard? We know who I you know. are by now. It says so on your T-shirt for starters. Exactly. I can't help the Max, you know. i got McConaughey and McPherson. Yeah. And McSteamy and McDreamy and McCreamy. Okay. Who's I love McCreamy? It. Oh, well. Let's find out next. I'll get this. U.S. forces give a nod. Come on, Peter Garrett, give us a break. Bombs and trenches all in rows. Mr. Speaker, midnight oil. Yeah. Have a listen to this. Thank you, Midnight Oil. US Forces with a few additions from Matty D on the Pots and Pants <laughs> here at Triple M Around the yeah. Nation. This show brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Oh, yeah. I think yes. people are across that idea by hmm. now. Tell you who is, Songy. Oh, good day, Songy. Songy is called in to say, uh, hey, guess what we've done? We've nicknamed our work colleague Jimmy Navara. That's nice. Although he's happily married when we go out with uh, him, uh, without him even trying, he has massive pulling power. Whoa. Damn him, says Songy. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know, you must be chiselled or something. Uh, hey, 
we're all excited in here because in the next hour, Harry Shearer is here. Oh, yeah, wow. Good oh, news. Oh, look, he's usually described as most of the voices on The Simpsons. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been, been around forever. He worked with Mel Blanc. I've been trying to print out his resume. It's still printing oh, downstairs. <laughs> Jack <laughs> Benny. Jack Benny. He's worked with Jack Benny. <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Mad Spinal Tap. All those Christopher Guest films. It's just his latest bio. Just in the last month, he's had a novel out and done a show at the Edinburgh Fils- Festival. Bang. The Festival, as I call it. Oh, the Festival, it. it's nice. That's how we pronounce things in New Everything, pre- everything <laughs> performed on felt. Yeah. That legendary Saturday Night Live sketch that he did as well with the male synchronised swimmers. Beautiful. Oh, him and Martin Short. Brilliant. Lovely work. Uh, so much to talk about with Harry. Mm. Uh, but look at this. Speaking of The Simpsons, have you been to that website uh, where you can get Simpsonized? Yeah. I've been to the South Park one. Right. What happens there? You look like Stan for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their faces aren't that detailed on South Park. Brett Spence has done us up as Simpsons characters. That's pretty good. Have a look at that. No, that's not bad. <laughs> You're creepy, Tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look at the picture. Hello! Oh, there we go. <laughs> Steady on, I'm here all week. Yeah, yeah. Richards looks nothing like him. Mm. I've grown a finger as well for my usual three. Well, he doesn't have his hands in his pockets. No trench coat, no farmer's union iced coffee, no Winnie Blues with the filter cut out. All right. I'm not even sure close. that's in breach of some sort of copyright. We'll run it by oh, Harry. Sorry. Uh, what else? Listen, now, talk, the, talking more emails, Tone. Yeah, yeah. We read out a lot of emails on this uh, on this program. We get so many. Oh, and they're all wonderful. And thank you, Songy, is the latest. <laughs> Someone that we won't be reading out is Ophelia Scrote, uh, <laughs> who so sent funny. me an absolute fruit basket. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. Is there ju- brilliant and bonsoir are the yeah. only two words that I can read out from there? So thank you, Ophelia. St- still two more than uh, Ed can play from the series "Love Thy Neighbor Down Under." Ooh. A lot of people emailing in going, "Guys, where are the clips? We can't play them. No, not a word of that series. <laughs> not a word. No. Go to air. It's out on DVD though. Mm. Uh, what about this from Ben Pryor? He's been listening uh, to all of our podcasts from the beginning to occupy himself while working on his honors thesis. Oh, yeah. Trying to think of a way to work the phrase, this is dizzy stuff, into the thesis. <laughs> Might be difficult, Caesar's, I'm uh, translating from French, but I'll see what I can do. Well, um, d- 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 That's <laughs> beautiful. You just uh, <laughs> Ill est stuff, dizzy. I don't know. Can't remember anything no, except Cliff's Asilla Bureau. Monsieur Lafayette has done the Jardin avec John Paul. Goodness me. And what about men without hats? Uh, uh, on, chap- don, on son chapeau. There you go. We know our French. Yeah, we go. Thanks to 80s pop hits, you yeah, can learn it yourself. Ça pour moi. Uh, listen to this. Uh, ben Pryor says, uh, surprised to look in the paper this morning, see a photo of Labor spokesman Arch Beavis. I <laughs> thought you guys had made that up. Beef. <laughs> I didn't think it could really be a name, but how can Labor lose with a guy called Arch Beavis and their team? Well, I'll come back to that in, in one minute. I'm sure you will, Mr Rudd. Thanks, Ruddy. Beautiful. Uh, what other emails have we received? Well, here we go, Tone. Jack yeah. O'Connell writes in. Oh, yeah. And says that you guys uh, had a wonderful hit with Capril, and then mm-hmm. Borgus was a dead set winner. Sure How was. about Socktober, Jocktober, or Smocktober? Right. Fairly, uh, you know, obvious things. Socks, mm. jockstraps, and smocks. And now mm. we've been talking in the office, Rich. It's a bit late to get that going. It's hard to get the remote control helicopters here yes, in time is. to give away. Yeah. Uh, but for November, we've come up with three ideas, Tone. I'm going to run them by you now. Sure, Quo- Quovember. Dress up as status quo. Oh, is it that tacit wash jeans and white trainers? That's yep. not a good look. We'll all have to get a bit fatter too. Okay, all right. That one's I'll out. I'll have to develop a serious heart condition. Okay, what about Wovember, where people just send in pictures of stuff like that's awesome and we go, whoa. Yeah. Not very right. It's I, quite visual. I'm seeing it wearing out its welcome by about the fourth. Okie dokie. How about Yovember? <laughs> have you dressed up all gangster-like? Okay. Yeah. But poorly. Yeah, okay, Ned, that's not bad. Okay. That's not bad. Flavor Flav had the big clock around his neck. <laughs> Maybe wear a colander. Maybe wear a colander. Okay. I'm seeing Tony go gangster. Yeah. yeah. So well, are, we, are we getting somewhere, Tony? The concept is good, but the name, well, let's see if we fall in love with it over the next okay. week. All right. So can, that's sizzle. Can we get the troops out by a Rocktober? <laughs> okay. That's my idea. Suddenly, November's sounding great. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Lots to get to. And the listeners, we're going to meet them very soon. Here, get this. There you go. That'd be Snow Patrol. <laughs> Open your eyes. Wasn't sure how it ended. Neither of us. <laughs> Caught with our pants down here. Blast if him. No, sorry, triple him. Around the nation, it's get this. You can't talk. You've got a mouthful of hey, something. Sure, Tone. What are you eating today, Ed? Delicious tuna wrap. Yep. Feel free to eat along at home. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, what's going on with Kevin Rudd now? I notice all the papers are onto this idea of uh, Ruddy's Me Tooisms. Whenever Howard announces something, mm. Ruddy straight away. Ruddy says, uh, "I'll have what he's having." 
Jeez, I watched the 7.30 report last night. I wish I'd invested in pine yesterday yeah. at some point. Lots of pine box talk. Oh, yeah, people be taken out in a pine box. They're marching out the door. <laughs> yeah. That's after they've rotted, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Left to rot for a, a while. Calling off period. Mm. Uh, so I just think the answer is how to just start announcing really nutty stuff and see if <laughs> see if Ruddy will yeah toe the line. Just make some crazy announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the opening day of the new term of parliament, I will be lighting my farts on live television. Oof, that's gone up in smoke. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Come on, Ruddy. It was just a joke, Mister Rudd. Well, I wish you'd put it out. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, I love this story in the papers. Uh, Richard Pratt, the billionaire. Oh, the box billionaire. Yeah, the box, the cardboard box billionaire. <laughs> yeah. In a bit of uh, Visard-style trouble. Uh-oh. Accused of price-fixing and, uh, you know, cheating the public, basically. I mean, know. I knew that the scallop industry was full of thugs, but <laughs> I thought I thought I could trust the box people. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's hard. I mean, I know it's a serious business and yes. a lot of people are out of pocket, even... Everyone in this room, technically, if you think about it, anyone who's bought something in a cardboard box... Oh, right. ...has been I've, a victim. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a collector, so I've really been hit hard. But it's just hard to take a crime seriously when it's, you know, cardboard box scam. Oof. Look out, they've got scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Price war in the cardboard box industry. Where is the cardboard district, Richard? <laughs> just down the road a little bit. <laughs> the cardboard the masking tape district. Billionaires. In fact, in that film, Boytown, the one that caused all the trouble, uh, there was a plane in it. If anyone saw it at, at the, the end. end. At the end, they were all on a sort of private jet. That was Richard Pratt's own private plane that he loaned. The plane that Box has built. Yeah, that was, it was made of cardboard, everything. I like to think that his mansion is too. thing made of cardboard. And he has a, his car is just one of those things he, <laughs> that he hooks over his shoulders and runs along with. Chugga, 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 chugga. It's the cardboard magnets. <laughs> I didn't know the cardboard did so much, and there was a cardboard car in Bad Eggs as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't is that know. true, in the I, fountain or something? I never saw it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Was <laughs> Walked out. I'm waiting for the video. Walked out halfway through. <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, i tell you what, down the other end of the business spectrum, you've got uh, St. Vincent de Paul's. Yep. For a while, what did it get shortened to? St. Vinnie's. St. Vinnie's, yeah. Have you noticed them now? It's just Vinnie's. Oh. They've lost the same bit. They've lost the same but yeah, it's just good. Vinnie's. Yeah, no, that's good. Looks like someone from The Sopranos is running a charity <laughs> shop, quite frankly. We've got to get rid of these guard fella. Uh, where's our envelopes, Vinnie? <laughs> Bring them down the bing. At Frank Vincent de Paul's. I'm hoping all of them are going to start doing that, uh, Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Lorries. Hey, Laurie. That's cool. When you call for an ambulance, I'll just call Jono's. Goodness me. Can I get a Hawaiian with that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm having a heart attack. Call Jono's. Call Jono. Seriously. <laughs> Who are you voting for? Pauline's. That's the name oh, of her political party. Yes, yes. Do you think that's going to pay off on polling day? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Jono. I'm pulling for Kevo. Are you? Will <laughs> Pauline come through? Who can tell? Mm. What about Brownie? Brownie's doing well. What about the gummy beers? How does that song of theirs go? Ed sang it on the show the other day. Oh, I remember how it goes. I'm a gummy bear in a gummy world. Bouncing gummy stuff. Eat a gummy bear. Is that how you want your phone to ring, listeners? That's not the right song. Yeah, no, it is. It's not. He's got it wrong. Yeah, he hasn't got it wrong. <laughs> he got it wrong. But Matt, you, Matt's got it wrong. You sang it and then Matt... I went in and he looked six months older. <laughs> I went in and he goes, I've tried every piece of music in the studio. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, it doesn't fit anything. I'm taking it home. I've got the garage band business on me, you know, computer at home. Yeah. Gets in the next day, nah, even in the world of the abstract, I couldn't make it fit. I'm like Nico. <laughs> I'm breaking down musical barriers, yeah. you know. <laughs> what other things are you like, Nico? German. Yeah. Dead? I'm not sure. Is Nico Skag caught in a lift with Jim Morrison? <laughs> is Nico dead? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, she is. She was with uh, John Cooper Clark. Few just as well. What do you mean she was with John Cooper Clark? They were living together when she passed away wow. while riding a bicycle. Remember, Fleety said it on she, the show. There's a health regime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, Matt, that is not how that song goes. It's far more upbeat and it's far more jolly. That that, that made it sound melancholy, man. Yeah, John Cooper melancholy. Look, <laughs> that, that's two puns in one if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Nikki. Double your puns with get this. I can see how many fingers you're holding up, Nikki, and I know what you mean. We're eating into Harry Shearer time. Ooh. Let's not do that. Get this here, Triple M. Thank you very much, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Below the belt here. Get this around the nation on Triple M.
home of the Get This podcast. Oh, what are we up to, Tone? One three six will be going mm-hmm. up today. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you what's in there. We haven't finished it yet. Still up on blocks, as we say. Okay. In the meantime, uh, if you're looking for something good, DJ Dom's podcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's outstanding. He's a mystery figure. I got confused. Yes, I'm not sure how much we're supposed to say on here. It's all a bit uh, shrouded in mystery. Yes. Mm. Although you can find it on triplem.com.au. Beautiful. He goes through a list of the celebrities that he's met and who thinks he's cool. Yeah. Evidently, some sort of running with hot dogs. <laughs> Do you know you got that sort of delay where you go hot dogs? Oh, that guy! Yes, just that one second. See, I only remember the, now. I only remember the last incident that they were a part of. Yeah, well. You know, what I mean, you don't remember that they're all. I mean, all the good stuff he did on Big Brother. I've got the tapes and I watch them. Sure, just to learn. You know, learn. He used to do this thing, right? He used to do this thing where he'd sit at the mirror at the end of the day and say a little prayer for everyone at home. <laughs> you just like. <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, fine, it cost me 50 cents to text. If I send you five grand, can I walk in and throw one punch at him? Is that is that just one? Hey, uh, so Anyway, the last thing he did was an incident on a road in the Sunshine Coast. In an alleyway. Lewd. I know that, uh, you know, I'm not obviously advising people to go around throwing punches willy-nilly, but no. if somebody must be punched... Uh, who must be punched? Look at this photo from the New Weekly. I've saved it just for you. Yes! <laughs> Yay! Who is it? Perez Hilton. Somebody's finally snapped Perez Hilton. <laughs> yes. Good job. Great well, job. You know, like, who are the suspects, everybody? We, we can't really condone violence, but, you know, if there must be violence. Oh, anyone with hands is currently a suspect. <laughs> That is great news. A very satisfying shot. In the new NW, but let's get up to a higher level, shall we, as we ascend Talkback Mountain. Those goats need help. Talkback Mountain, that theme supplied, or the, the idea for it, Julio Cannon. Ooh. Julio Cannon wants that one. Thank you, Well, Maddie what D. Julio wants, Julio gets. Yeah, today uh, we're talking about satisfying moments in life. Yeah, Tom, why are we doing this? Because yesterday I was uh, trying to get into the car park here at Triple M. Yeah. And there was a car that was sort of half blocking the entrance. Oh, yeah. Right? That'll happen. So what had happened was a parking officer had showed up to give that person a ticket. But in order to stop his car and give the ticket, he'd had to park right over the entrance to the car park. So you couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. So I'm winding the window down, saying to the parking officer, mate, you can't park there. Oh, no, yeah. No, mate, mate, you cannot park. No, mate, I don't make the rules, all right? You're going to have to move. Oh, didn't that feel good? <laughs> mm. Feels so good. That's yeah. right. Moments that trigger that music. Yeah. That's what we're looking for today. Have you had one of these, Ed? Yeah, Tone. What happened? Oh, Antiques Roadshow. You were watching Antiques yeah, Roadshow. I'm yeah. getting good, Tone. Yeah, yeah. I am getting good. What First happened? of all, I couldn't tell if a little scummy little teddy bear with a crown on it was worth five bucks or 500. <laughs> but these days, you put a piece of furniture in front of me, Rich, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you where it's from. Quick smart. I picked a piece of northeast 18th century furniture just from a twist in the leg last night. Oh. Mm. <laughs> 2,000 pounds, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Bang. Certainly does. Woo! Richard, what feels so good? You know what I like doing is um, cutting out those little rings that come around the uh, milk containers. Yes, yes. Those nonsensical rings. Yeah, those little annoying rings, like when you break the lid off. I hate them. Because that way um, platypuses won't get their beaks caught in them. Oh. It feels good to do that. All right. It feels very good. Feels so good. Hang on a sec. Are there any any stats? (laughs) Anyone listening who's down with the platypie, <laughs> uh, what are the stats per year of ring-based nose deaths? Can we please stop throwing away these rings because this is hard work down here at the platypus end of the hall. And why only the the, the platypus? It wouldn't even fit over there. The, the ring wouldn't fit over their, over their bills. No, but the bills, uh, as opposed to a duck's bills, are quite mm. squishy. No, so, they're, no, they're not. They, they can, need to knead they through can, rocks. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, they're kind of spongy, so they can actually get through things. So they actually can actually get stuck yeah. in those things, and also the things that beer comes in, uh, those plastic But things. they don't come in that anymore. So you what know, you're saying, Richard, is so you live in the inner city, yeah? yeah. <laughs> in a house full of lotion. <laughs> now, the closest platypus... <laughs> Wearing the night vision goggles, answering the door naked, and keeping my urine in a bar fridge next to my bed. According to the listeners. <laughs> you said it. Uh, now... So the closest platypus to you would be where? The Murray-Darling Basin? <laughs> Miles away, but it's our collective problem. 
As a, as uh, a, see, taking the shine <laughs> off the segment. I just love blatant <laughs> self-interest. Now, it's sorry. Like, help the animal kingdom. Sorry, I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm sorry, Rich. <laughs> no, it's a you're, just... an, you're an environmental guy, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> Call us up, listeners. <laughs> Tell us what you reckon feels so good. One triple three five three. That's Blondie. Here again, this on Triple M around the nation. That was Perez Hilton we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop the punch. Not Paris Hilton. No, the guy who's made a living writing... Like, what's that dress? Over the top of photos <laughs> that someone else has taken, yeah. yeah. So we weren't advocating violence no. against women. No, 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 no. Oh, hang on, maybe we were. Just against bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking about satisfying moments in life. They don't come along too often, but let's find out who they have to Ed Cavalier. Hello, Chris. How are you? How you going, mate? Oh, great, man. Talk us through a satisfying moment. So, uh, hard day's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have a shower, the first sit down on a lovely couch. <laughs> And Chris, uh, Chris, what are you doing when you hit the couch? What are you, uh, what are you into? Pretty much cracking a beer and uh, watching whatever's on the telly. Oh, yeah, Reruns, or thank God, if you're here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. See Tony there, didn't you? Hey, how's that yeah. bloke with the moustache? How do you rate his work? Oh, yeah. great. Well, I just want to know, Ed. Yeah. Why do they always put Julia Zamiro with you, and she's always wanting to kiss you mm-hmm. and hug you? Yeah. Is there something there? Well, Chris, I don't want to say too much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. I just do as I'm told. Yeah, he, he really wants Alan Bro, but they keep giving him uh, Julia Zavera. <laughs> What's going on in the background, Chris? Is that, are you calling us from an abattoir? No, I'm calling you from work, actually. Um, I'm at a engineering place. Okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of bashing and grinding. Oh, bashing and grinding. <laughs> yeah, home for that show. I hope that shower you're talking about is uh, under two minutes, is it? Uh, the way I look at the moment could be 20. Okay, fair enough. You've got to think of a two-minute song. See, uh, Ed's been doing it to American Pie. Uh, (laughs) We don't need to play the footage, but that's that's water wastage right there. Thank you, Chris. Nice talking to you. G'day, Mark. How are you? Yeah, really well, guys. Yourself? Oh, man, we're excellent. Talk us through a satisfying moment. Actually, you are excellent, yeah. Um, you know when you're, uh, you're driving peak hour traffic and there's a, uh, a fella sitting in the outside lane? Yeah. Not refusing to go anywhere. Yeah. It's even better when the guy is a learner driver and his teacher is sitting there beside him with, um, with the, the pen and pocket protector on. And yeah. that's only valid for Julius Sumner Miller, as we all know. <laughs> and being able to pull up next to them and say, and just relate the road laws to him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's... Just fill him in on what he's missed there, hey? <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, and perhaps give him a crash course in how road rage happens. Oh, there you go, Mark. <laughs> Mark's a road rage instructor. That's nice. <laughs> Good on you, Mark, doing your bit. Take <laughs> a second steering wheel at <laughs> an iron bar. <laughs> Thank you, Beautiful. Mark. Beautiful. Thank you, Mark. G'day, Les. How are you? Hey, Ed. How you doing, mate? Excellent, sir. Talk us through a satisfying moment. Bringing home the Red Dwarf series <laughs> and now having my 10-year-old son walking around school calling everybody a smeghead. Oh, That's lovely. Okay. <laughs> we are nerds in here, but amazingly, none of us uh, into the Red Dwarf. No. Well, I brought it home for them thinking they might... You know, not not take to it, but um, six discs later, that's all I can talk about. Six so, um, discs. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So, Principal Smeghead, how's he doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> He's kicking goals. Yeah, hey, we might run that by Principal Skinner. Oh. Joining us in the next hour, I think yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got time for one more satisfying moment. G'day, Andrew. How are you? Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm going really well, thanks. Talk us through a satisfying moment, my friend. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm... I'm very excited. It just yeah. happened today. What happened? What happened? So about three hours ago. Um, I came home from school. I finished early on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. It's yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, just come over and I find a letter in the mail for me. Yeah. yeah. Dear Andrew, I'm just shaking now trying to read the letter. Okay, Andrew. Dear what Andrew, is... thank you for your recent application, blah, blah, blah. It's a pleasure to inform you of your successfully, doesn't even make sense, mm-hmm. selection into the Victorian seven and under boys team. The netball. Oh, oh boys, netball. Wow, you've taken the, the next step in your netball career. That's yeah, sure. Uh, Aren't you a netball coach, Ed? Can I coach basketball. Basketball. Uh, that's not the same? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Again, just a moment for basketball netball players to swear at their radio. <laughs> there it is. Hey, uh, congratulations, Andrew. Where are you hoping to take it? All the way to the uh, um, Commonwealth Games when they put men's, men's netball in there? Uh, or? That'd be great. There's a... I don't know. What do we play? We play... Uh, 
some tournament in March next year. Well, good luck with some tournament next year, Andrew. Yeah, thank we'll, you. Be, uh, we'll be right behind you <laughs> yeah, we'll be here promoting. at Get This. Some tournament in March. <laughs> here at Get This. But, uh, look, that's enough satisfaction for one Thanks, hour. everyone. Joining us in the next hour, the man with the best resume we've ever had of anyone yeah, who's right. ever been on this show, Harry Shearer. Get This. More monkey business. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Bruce Springsteen, yeah, that's quite impressive. Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna. That's right, Bruce Springsteen tonight on Triple M. Boss. <laughs> Who cares about that? Bosh. We've got Harry Shearer in this hour of Get yes, This. Yeah. He's just being installed at the moment, uh, just going through the screening procedure, the metal mm. detector. You know how it works. I do, I do. Uh, while we're waiting for Harry to be prepped for the show, I feel like, uh, you know, he's done actual radio for years. Absolutely. I feel like we need to be slightly more professional than normal today. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can I'm, do that. I'm just worried that he tu- uh, tuned in while we're doing Blast FM and then perhaps... Oh, yeah, the community yeah, radio the show. Yeah. Just hang a Yui driver, if you could. <laughs> I thought just to get in the mood for professional radio, mm. let's just uh, flip around the dial and okay. see what's going on on a real radio show. What do you got there, Rich? Just God, I'm going to be oh. glad to be rid of all this crap. Oh. I really am. All this nonsense I get from these mm-hmm. stupid bloody people. Okay. The pains in the ass you people are. Ooh. You really are. Boring little bureaucrats. Oh. Nothing to do but to pick on innocent people who make innocent mistakes. Just seeing you. And let me tell you... Uh, these boring bloody bureaucrats who wouldn't know a microphone if you shoved it up their ass. Well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's some of that professional Australian radio that Harry Shearer is in town <laughs> to celebrate. Let's have some more of it in this hour of Get This. Oh, music hall ending to an emo standard there from My Chemical Romance around the nation on Triple M. It is Get This. Some fake applause, please, for Harry Shearer. He's here. Oh, beautiful. Does his own. <laughs> Either fake applause or popcorn. We've got it all. Whatever Either you way. want. Now, Harry, let's just get the business out of the way for the three people listening okay, who here's, don't Here's know. $20. Oh, thanks very much. for having me on. <laughs> but, no, they're not. It's 20 for the three of you. No, that's okay. Yeah. okay. I'll, right. get them, I'll get them there, cut. Excellent. You get the full hour Good. for the 20. But Excellent. Let's just get it out of the way. Which voices are you on The Simpsons? Burns, can... Smithers, Principal Skinner, yeah. Ned Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, Kent mm-hmm. Brockman, Scratchy, Lenny, Dr. Hibbert, Dr. Marvin Monroe, Kang, uh, McBain, <laughs> God, the Devil, and Hitler. Thank you. Good night. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the end of the show. What oh, was that heavy metal band you were in for a while? Spinal Zap. Oh, still going? Yeah. Well, we were at uh, the uh, Live Earth show at, uh, what was it, uh, Wimbledon? Oh, no, yeah. Wembley. Yeah, we saw Wimbled- Wimbledon. Wem- uh, Warmer Than Hell. Is that the first yes. original tap composition uh, in how many years? Uh, let's see. That would be the first in about five years. Our last one was... Uh, Back from the Dead, which we did uh, for a few select appearances. See, the great thing uh, of many great things about Spinal Tap is that, unlike with real bands, I guess, the older you, you get, the, the funnier it just seems to become. Well, I think the, the great thing about Tap is we know we suck, <laughs> which puts us miles ahead of so many bands. But, but you can yeah. just keep, it can just go endlessly. Is it true there's some kind of legal business where you have to keep being Spinal Tap every few years? In order- there was. I don't think it's in, in, uh, in, in, in existence anymore, but there was. We had to do something Spinal Tap related every three years to, to remain, <laughs> to, able, to be able to claim we're Spinal Tap. Because someone else owns the rights yeah, to... Yeah, the wonderful people in France. To the movie. I was watching, I had out, how's this, Harry? I had out the Criterion Edition Laserdisc. Ooh. Of Spinal Tap. But you don't have a LaserDisc player, so you just stared at the desk? I did, no. I've got no. I've got an old karaoke machine that, oh. that plays LaserDiscs. Do you really? And the DVD that you can get of Spinal Tap, it doesn't have all of the deleted scenes. No, each edition has different crap on it, so yeah. you have to buy all of them. Well, the, the Criterion <laughs> edition is worth investing in if you can get it, because it's got you or your character, Derek Smalls, talking about his solo album. Do you remember what it was called? I, it's a Smalls World. That's right. Yeah, it's, an eight, right. it's an eight-track super demo. <laughs> And according to Marty DeBerge, it was an album of all bass. Yes. And it was and it was a great moment where he says to you, um, you know, uh, I, I would imagine that an album of all bass wouldn't have much variation. And do you remember what your response I was? I do not. You go, well, it's not about variation. <laughs> well, that would be what one would say in that circ- when, when put, in, put to that uh, test, yeah. Are you sick of people bringing this film up? Uh, no, I love it. I love it. It's, I mean, that 
film came so close to never coming out in the first place. Uh, we had to fight through so many obstacles uh, yeah, yeah. to get the film released that the, the the fact that it's out and people are talking about it still and that people are seeing it is such vindication for us, you know. that the, the most amazing moment was the very same people, in some cases the very same people, <laughs> who said no when we wanted to make the movie in the first place were then 10 years later running after us with, you know, satchel stuffed with, with cash saying... Please do a sequel, and we got to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, satisfying. Is yeah. it because I mean, I actually gave uh, my brother-in-law, who's a fan of, uh, I guess, what you would call prog rock. Mm. You know, albums that folded out and oh, then yeah. folded out again. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> some <laughs> lore. There's lore there for you to immerse well, yourself in. He loves the uh, Rick Wakeman sound, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I thought he'll love Spinal Tap, and I gave it to him. This is about ten years ago, and he just didn't understand the format. And it's like some people to this day are still getting their head around the idea of a fake documentary. Now that there's The Office and things like that, maybe people are... It's are a little late, it. isn't it? I know. He does live in Tasmania. Well, they, <laughs> yeah. like people are still just discovering it for the first and time. And, of course, the the prog and prog rock does stand for progressive, so that should be a hint <laughs> to him that maybe he should move along a little bit. But. but What I love is I hadn't watched... I thought, you know, I won't watch Spinal Tap for 10 years. I'll wait 10 years and I'll put it back on. And you put it on now, and you know what it's like? It's like you're watching the best of Spinal Tap. You think it's a best of, because every single scene has... Oh, stuff clay. that you remember. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, I you know, I think uh, uh, mock documentaries have... Uh, have come along, you know. I remember the, a show that came out of here called The Games, which uh, yes. I remember being really yeah, good for that right, yeah. in that form. So I don't know why. What's wrong with your brother-in-law? <laughs> I don't know, he just couldn't get his head right. Well, he's on the line. But so. there is, there is the, the great, you know... Do you have Dr. Phil down here? Because maybe Dr. Phil could work on ten that. Ten years, we're getting Dr. Phil. In but, ten years, you're getting... You know, Tony, there's a there's three things you can do to improve your love life. What are they? What are they? One, lie down. Two, get up again, and three, wash it off. <laughs> Let's do all three during this song. Let's come back with some sensible questions. Here on Get This. Ah, yes. Thank you, Paul Kelly. Before too long here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, Harry Shearer is our special guest for this hour and just trying to tell us off air that uh, George Bush is perhaps smarter than he looks. Is that right? Well, there, uh, there's a reporter named James Fallows who's a very well-known Washington reporter. for I think he works for The Atlantic magazine now, and he wrote a piece about a year ago saying, you know, all this stuff about Bush's problem with, with English. Yeah. The English is <laughs> as a third language. <laughs> uh, struck him as strange because he remembered when Bush was running for governor of Texas against Ann Richards, who was this sh uh, sharp-tongued, really sassy woman with a great, great uh, gift of gab. And Bush beat her in debates over and over again. And he said he talked in complete sentences, used, you know, used the right words in the so, right order and everything. Is it the drugs or is it a, an act that he's banging on to appeal? Well, that's the question. Nobody really knows. Nobody has gone and asked that question. Nobody's followed up and said, what exactly is this? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, as, a, as a comedian and as a satirist who does Bush on, uh, on occasion, that is to say, every week on my radio show, <laughs> um, you know, I, he's, it's great to work with. He's great to play with because, you know, he's, I'm, I'm going to sing something a cappella go uh, or things <laughs> like that. But, you know, what... It, does he really talk like that privately, or is this is this basically just, or is it the way he talks when it's about something that he doesn't really mean? Right. Okay. You know, there's a there, somebody in the in the states said uh, in the in the press recently, he talks goofy when he's trying to pretend that he cares about stuff he really doesn't oh, care about. Okay. Right. 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 I remember years ago the late Phil Hartman used to do an impersonation of Ronald Reagan Ooh, yeah. where he was sort of doddering yeah. you know, when he was talking and then when he went behind closed doors he was this really sharp guy who was like ordering people about. Well, I, I, I did a, a sort of a similar thing too. I thought that Reagan was a guy who used the fact that people thought he was uh, out of it uh, to right. his advantage. Right, right. And, you know, when congressmen came into his office and, would, and, and wanted to discuss some urgent matter and they'd walk away saying he just told me stories about life on the in the Warner Brothers commissary <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> you know he would Reagan would be sitting there going another job well done yeah, <laughs> yeah got them you mentioned your radio I've never heard you talk about your radio show how many years has it been going 23 friggin years and what's it called can I say years on you, the air you can yeah. say whatever you <laughs> okay. want the show. The show. It's called the show because in America, uh, when I started and also still now, there's this strange fascination for um, 
putting the word le in front of something to class it up. Right, right. You know, le steak, le club. That sounds good. Yeah, le shoe. My favorite one is something they they sold for a while for women to pump their own gas in self-serve gas stations. Le gas glove. Ooh, sacre bleu. Do you give those away? C'est vrai. On your show? No, I do not. There are no giveaways on my show. It's uh, so it's an hour a week, uh, which sound, must sound like heaven to you, yeah, right great. about now. Very nice. <laughs> but are there songs or, uh, or I play some music? I get to choose the music. Yeah, wow. From my own personal collection. Imagine that. Imagine yeah, that. Right. Imagine one's own personal collection. And uh, I talk and I do a couple of comedy sketches. And uh, this goes out in like seventy stations around the country. Yeah, and it goes out on the internet, so you can hear it at harryshear.com and it, and it's on a radio station in Berlin of all wow. places. Hey. It's just all over the world. In strange places. I found some albums that you made for the show recently, and they were concerned with the O.J. Simpson trial. And he's back. Which, well, you attended, didn't you? Every I attended the civil trial, the second trial. And oh. I found that there were two albums. The first one was called O.J. on Trial: The Early Years. <laughs> yes. And the second one was called O.J. on Trial: The Endless Summer. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's hard to remember what you were talking about. You know, yeah, it was it's hard judge, for me. Who was Judge Ito? Judge Ito. But there was a great one, which was Cato Kalen. Yes. Reading. Peter and the Wolf. Oh, yes, with, with uh, John Tesh. Doing synthesizer <laughs> solos. That's still pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. Thank you. I'd forgotten about that. Cato Kalen, America's house guest, and, as he was known in those days. And you, uh, so obviously, uh, is OJ a big part of your show again? He's coming back, baby. Mm -hmm. He's coming back. You know, we were just wrestling. Nicole and I were just wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but hang on. Did, did you know this story about him being busted in So he's in charged yeah. into a, a hotel room, has he? To yes. Where, he, where some gentlemen have memorabilia that he says is his. Gentlemen. Well, that's what it, yeah. <laughs> Interesting usage. <laughs> well, you know, we use a lot of allegedly's on this program, yes, Harry. one must. One must. <laughs> Alleged gentlemen. No, it's it, part of what's been amazing about that story is just as you learn how bizarrely... Um, Creepy, the world of sports collectibles is. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, these, all these guys that were in that room, you, you read about their backgrounds because, you know, o, the, the defenders of OJ are, yeah. are like slagging the backgrounds of all these guys in the room. And you think, yeah, but that's the room he walked into. Yeah, right. Willing the people he knows. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. That's, the, that's his, those are his peeps, you know. Now, like 10 years ago when you were doing all the satire on the OJ case and doing these albums in your radio show, could you ever have imagined the book? That book, where, oh, where if he, I did it, if I did it, have if you read I, it? No, I haven't. I haven't bought it. But if I bought it, <laughs> here's what I would think. Uh, no, I just I loved it. I I loved it when when it came was originally going to come out uh, under the imprint of Rupert's yeah, that's uh, right. yeah, publishing yeah, yeah. company, and I had uh, Rupert uh, uh, being part of a, a new publishing imprint, Hypothetical Books. <laughs> that's right. And, and his own hypothetical memoir was if I wanted to dominate the world and make it. <laughs> Totally pig ignorant. <laughs> How do you get on with Rupert Murdoch these days? Oh, we're we're like uh, this. Is he? Are you the one who causes all the trouble? You know, when he threatens to sack everybody on the Simpsons staff every couple of years because they want money or something. Or yeah, I'm the uh, whatever it is in the punch bowl. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's. he's I don't know if you read any of our papers down here. But I sure do. He's determined to defeat uh, the potential Prime Minister, Mr. Kevin Rudd. Is he really? Yeah. Well, we had uh, Kevin Rudd came out uh, against. Uh, capital punishment, yeah. and that translated to a headline on the front of the uh, Australian yesterday. Uh, Rudd says, "Save the barley." Oh, right, right. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> He'll try anything. I think Rupert is 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 not against uh, Kevin Rudd uh, so much for political reasons because Rupert's own po only politics is really business. I think he's yeah. just he just wants to make sure that he still has the death penalty available for his employees. Fair enough. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fair's fair. Fair's fair. Yeah. Hey, why is Harry Shearer in Australia? Let's find out next on Get This. Ah, thank you very much, uh, The Cure. Friday, I'm in love here at Get This on Triple M. Harry Shearer is here. Harry, just tell us quickly, why are you in Australia? Why am I in Australia? Well, I was swinging to Fiji and I turned right. Of course <laughs> you were. Um, I'm here for the uh, Commercial Radio Australia conference and yes. awards so wow. there's a conference i i get to speak my mind about radio to all the biggies in the radio industry in australia commercial radio industry on friday and then uh i'm i'm uh, doing a, a couple of things at the awards show on saturday night at uh, crown all right now have you heard much australian radio do you know what you're in for i've uh 
been interviewed on a bunch of it today, so I've heard it on the <laughs> other end of the phone. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've, I've downloaded some Lawsy in my time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lawsy, Lawsy. I know you're a great collector of odd clips, and uh, when you were out here making Frontline a few years ago, you couldn't wait to see uh, Michael Hirsch's compilation tape of terrible moments from our Logie Awards. Yes. Oh. You, you seem to collect <laughs> things like this. Well, my wife and I, one of the things we share is a belief that, you know, good show business can so often disappoint, but bad show business never does. <laughs> never, lets <you laughs> never lets you down. <laughs> so if you really want enjoyment, that's where you should go. Wow. And of course, that philosophy is the is the philosophy behind YouTube. So yeah, of course. Yes. Isn't that a goal? Hasn't that become a gold mine? Yeah. You just get on Everybody's there. bad collection of stuff is now up there. Uh, somebody, uh, Christopher Guest, as a matter of fact, emailed me links a couple days ago to somebody who had an old video, uh, a, a kinescope of Jerry Lewis doing the jazz singer as a television production in <laughs> oh 1959. Oh, what was that like? Oh, well, it's like, uh, you know, second only to the movie that I've seen that nobody else in the world has seen. The Day Jerry, the Clown Cried. The Day the Clown Cried. Right. There you are. I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah this, well, never will. This is <laughs> what I did. Jerry Lewis was... A clown in a concentration camp. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh. yeah. Basically is the headline. Yeah. Uh, taking the kids on their way to uh, their demise. And uh, he made it as a serious movie. Other results, of course, ensued. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of a footnote for Australian viewers, uh, Anki from Sweden, the last of the uh, Barrel Girls on Perfect Match, oh, yes. was one of the kids. Anki was. One of the kids led off to the... Uh, wow. The gas chamber. Let's not beat about the bush. By Jerry Lewis <laughs> in yes. that unreleased film. The day Fantastic. The uh, a bit of a boring question, yep. but I need to know, Harry. What was your first screen appearance? How far back would we have to go? Uh, I would screen appearance. I was about uh, eight years old. Wow. I was in a movie called Abbott and Costello Go to Mars. Wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> can I, you remember anything of that? Yeah, it was a day's work. And I had one line, but I repeated it over and over again. I mean, that was in the script that I repeated over and over again, not that I did it badly. Um, and the line was, but how does a spaceship work? <laughs> Roughly in that tone of voice. And was Costello able to tell you? No, that was the joke. Of was, course. It was his reaction. And then, what was your... Uh, and then the robe, shortly thereafter. The robe. I was the first Cinemascope child. What was your character? The we crippled boy. Of course. David, the crippled boy. And what about Jack Benny? I'm a huge fan of Jack Benny. Oh, well, that was the, my very first gig in show business was working for Jack Benny. And were you sort of sidekicking it to him? or? Yeah, you know? I was. Uh, he had a, a, a troop of like Boy Scout, Cub Scout kind of kids called the Beverly Hills Beavers. <laughs> These were more innocent days. <laughs> uh, and I was one of those, and I played Benny as a child sometimes and uh, worked for him for eight years. I'm just jumping around the resume because obviously we need... You're to, a fan of his. We, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah Seriously? I love Jack Benny. It's a film he did called To Be or Not To oh, Be. Oh, one of the best... American comedies ever made. And you have to keep in mind it was made before the outcome of World War II was known. That's so it was, right. It was a very brave film to have made. It was an amazing. I show it, every once in a while I get a chance to like show movies in Hollywood to, yeah. to say, look, here's how things should be done. And I, I show that as an example of how against the the feelings of people like Woody Allen and others that comedy is for trivia and if you have something serious to say you should be serious in saying it. Yeah, you're right. That you can talk about the most serious stuff in the world in the form of comedy and here were these people in the middle of World War II doing a comedy about the Nazis and Hitler and getting it so right. Yeah. And and, and it's Carol Lombard's best Hilarious. performance ever. Yeah. It's such a funny movie. I'm so glad to hear you say that because when you say to be or not to, de to be today, most people think of the Mel Brooks, Brooks remake. Remake, which means it's meaningless, really. Yeah. A yeah. very funny pre-title sequence when they do yeah. Sweet Georgia Brown yeah. downhill from there. <laughs> but the original, <laughs> it's just, can you get funnier than Jack Benny just coming out in the Hamlet costume? Oh my and God. Just the way he walks out is a killer. It's an amazing, it's an amazing example of how an actor can take his persona from off from out of the movie yeah. and get additional laughs in the movie from bringing that persona in while staying in character you know people know knew that Jack Benny's character was vain yeah. and so as he became this terrible Polish Shakespearean actor <gasps> the great Polish actor uh, he just got additional laughs from people knowing yeah, 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 that yeah. it's Benny doing this even no. though he never broke character he never winked he never you know, got out of the character. Maybe people only know him from a clip that you often see on the TV of him 
claiming that he can't play the violin. Ah, yes. He was the greatest bad violinist, really, yeah. wasn't he? And he and he actually was very proud uh, of his of his prowess, played with symphony orchestras all the time, but wow. did it as a joke. You know? There is so much we could talk to you yeah. about, Harry Shearer, but why should we have all the asking fun? Listeners, it's your chance to throw a question at Harry. Call us now, one triple three five three. Get this. We need a strong stomach. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's get this around the nation uh, on Triple M. Harry Shearer is here. There are so many people oh, who no. just want to talk to him. Please just open up the lines. Who's going first, Ed? G'day, Anthony. Yeah, g'day, mate. Um, I was wondering which voice Harry likes doing the most. Uh, probably C. Montgomery Burns. Oh, wow. <laughs> C. Montgomery Burns because he's pure evil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do people uh, just buttonhole you and, and ask for Burns? I mean, is that, uh, do you get sick of that at all? Or? No, they don't. And I don't. No, of course um, not. You know, I love the people. I love the pretty people. No, I, I, uh, people are very nice about it. They're very, very, uh. Uh, understanding that I'm not going to be doing voices, uh, you know, on, uh, at at the uh, drop of a hat, so yeah. to speak, and uh, they'll they'll normally uh, be very understanding, except for the people who drag their children around just for the sheer purpose of saying it's not for me, it's for my kid, <laughs> <laughs> and the kid is going. <laughs> That's right. Scary, it's, scary. Have any of your characters been killed off, Harry? Have any of them retired? Uh, yes, Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yeah, oh, that's right. Dr. Marvin Monroe, who was a family uh, therapist oh, yeah. early on and was a therapist. I think the whole joke was he was a therapist with a, a really horrible manner, a very <laughs> off-putting manner. And so I gave him a very off-putting voice. <laughs> Thank God they killed him off. But I didn't know that they were killing him off until I turned on a, a, a Halloween episode of, you know, a Treehouse of Horror episode. Yeah, yeah. And they always have a, a, a camera move through the graveyard and you see funny, funny headstones. And one of the headstones was for Dr. Mark <laughs> right. And that was okay. how I learned that my character had been killed off. <laughs> so Nick, so I was just going to ask a quick question. Yeah, Nick yeah. Riviera, he gets crushed at the end of the Simpsons movie. Yeah, is that, that an mean, official death? Yeah, is, is, that, is that the end? Of I don't Nick, think or? I don't think deaths in Simpsonland are official until they're marked with a headstone because Spinal Tap, you know, was oh, in a yes, bus so, crash. Yeah, yeah. But but we still live. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Good point. <laughs> Thank you. Who's next? Thank you. Uh, hi, Daniel. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Ask away. Yeah. By the way, what's this? Oh, uh, this is some soup, Harry, which it's I... It's uh, really repulsive looking. Okay, okay. Just, Sorry, uh, Daniel, uh, you listen away. to the a, show. A, you a, know how this show works. I do, of, I do. It's all about soup, isn't it? A <laughs> tub of really gelatinous looking <laughs> soup. That just is... Oh, you don't want to watch it move, Daniel. <laughs> Count your blessings that it's radio. What have uh, you got for us, Daniel? Yeah, look, uh, in uh, Mighty Wind, you played a, uh, a transsexual double bass player. Yes. Uh, there, there, was a, there was a bit of a rumour which you could confirm for me, maybe, that uh, that you guys actually played a Spinal Tap concert and were your own support act as the Folksman. Is that correct? Uh, we did it several times. Yeah, it's not a rumour. We played Carnegie Hall in New York. We played wow. the Greek Theatre in Los Angeles. We played the Warfield in San Francisco and... Uh, couple other gigs uh, started the evening as the Folksman. Right. The Folksman regalia with doing Folksman material. Uh, said thank you to smattering of applause because people didn't really... <laughs> it was a Spinal Tap audience and they really didn't get... Is it true you were booed off one night? As well, one night we, we, we announced that it was you know Spinal Tap with opening act, the Folksman, and we had such a great time at Carnegie Hall in New York. We, we went back to New York to the Beacon Theater and somebody left off the, the announcement of an opening <laughs> act. So you know rock and roll audience when they don't expect an opening act. Yeah, that's right. And, and it was Tap's audience, and we're trapped in these other characters, so we couldn't say, no, 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 it's us. Look, it's your friends. It's the guys you like. It's We're just looking different. So we really were having the experience of joking about being booed off the stage while being booed off the stage. Wow. And and uh, are you a big uh, fan of, oh, of oh, the... Oh, he's, he's, he's gone. He's uh, the folks... I remember you telling well, me... Him, um, we'll get back. Hello. Hello. That's him. Yeah, what about you? Hey, Daniel. <laughs> Do you... Uh, play real folk uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag now that the Mighty Wind has been released but for years you were just playing folk festivals we would do that from time to time yeah and be up against you know the the real the so called real folkies Uh, we played a folk festival at UCLA and were followed immediately to the stage by the Kingston Trio wow and the only way you could tell the difference between them and us is that backstage they were were the ones who were smoking cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) and I understand the uh, that you said to me often people would go through the whole set not realising that it was comedy until the encore, which was... Oh, it was uh, oh, a flash dance. What a feeling. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Which does sound beautiful. When... It, uh, well, it sounds like a folk song when you start it. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, do you want to hear some Folksman now? I'd love to hear some Folksman. This is a song that you'll often hear on Triple M, but not like this. 
If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. I've been running hard, you got me chicken, gonna blow my top. If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. You make a grown man cry. You make a grown man cry. You make a grown man cry. Put out the oil, the gasoline. I walk smooth. She's a mean, mean machine. If you started up, kick on the starter, give it all you got. I can't compete with the riders in the other heat. If you rough it up. If you like it, you can slide it up, slide it up. You make a grown man cry. Don't make a grown man cry. Don't make a grown man cry. My eyes dilate, my lips go green, my hands are greasy. She's a mean machine. Start me up, baby. Start me up. I'll never stop. If you start me up, baby. Start me up. I'll never stop. I've been running hard. You got me ticking, gonna blow my top. If you start me up, baby. Start me up. I'll never stop. You make a dead man come. 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 Yes, <laughs> you never know what we'll play next here at Triple M. That's the Folksman <laughs> with their version of Start Me Up. Did I hear a bit of the next track? Careful, no, we I will play it. We <laughs> will play it, Richard. Harry Shearer is with us, and we have so many people who want to have a natter. Who's going next? Uh, Matthew, are you there, Matthew? Uh, yes, oh, ma'am. Oh, ask away, my friend. Hi. Um, I was reading Beat Magazine this morning, and um, I noticed that Saxon are having their first Australian tour. And uh, I remember Tony said that they were a major influence on um, on this is Spinal Tap. I was wondering what um, Harry thought of that. Well, they they were a major influence on me in the sense that I I before we made the movie, I went on the road with Saxon for about wow. uh, a week and a half just to um, just to because we were going to be performing. We hadn't done a lot. We we've done a few gigs. We we had done a few gigs before the movie, but right. I just wanted to get some more stage savvy. <laughs> Uh, and what I picked up from Saxon was uh, that the bass player did something that I just immediately stole, which is play open strings as much as possible so oh, the left yeah. fist can go yeah. up in the air. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, a few things like that, you know. <laughs> and some wardrobe tips. Interestingly enough, the bass player and guitar player of the original Saxon are writing a, a, a book in Britain right now called Saxon, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Of course. And they, uh, they interviewed me uh, about that week and a half for the book. I went and saw wow. them about uh, earlier this year. And even though they didn't know anything about what we were doing or who I was or what the right, point of right. the thing was, they remembered so much more about what went down during that week and a half than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up interviewing them to find out what what was that. That's fantastic. Well, have uh, we got anyone else on the line? Mia is here. Mia, are you Mia? there? Yes, I'm here. Ask away. Um, Harry, I love This is Spinal Tap. It's my favourite movie. Thanks. Um, I know this is probably a boring question, but um, how do you guys kind of rehearse or do the show? Um, are you all in the same room or is it... Um, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you mean The Simpsons? The Simpsons. Yeah, right. sorry, The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. okay. I was still thinking of, of, of the Spinal Tap. No, The Spinal Tap. Uh, well, there's, yeah. you know, uh, with The Simpsons, there's yeah. no... We, we do a... We are, we are all together when we record the show. So you don't do it over the phone or anything like that? Very rarely. Right. Uh, every once in a great while, somebody will be in another city and uh, we'll, we'll phone it in. Uh, but w the vast majority of the time, we, we get together for the what's called the read-through, which is the, right. the rehearsal of the script before we start recording. And then uh, a few days later, after the writers have had at it one more time, <laughs> we uh, all assemble in the same studio to to record. We, it's very much like watching an, a radio play in the old days being recorded. We uh, we 
stand or sit around microphones in a sort of a semicircle and uh, do each scene four times and do it straight through. So if I'm, if Burns is talking to Smithers, and Smithers is talking to Burns, <laughs> we do it in order. So Wow. And is it, do you have all the guest stars with you in the room? Or they Normally not. No, normally their schedules don't uh, necessarily coincide with ours. So um, the Dr. Stephen Hawking was there, but, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have that busy a schedule, I guess. <laughs> And uh, and Michael Jackson came in when we were there, so right. that was that was the most bizarre one uh, I've wow. ever experienced. You know, one I have to ask about, and he's certainly not a household name, and I'm not even sure how you say his name. Is the author? Is it Thomas Pynchon? Pynchon, yeah. yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. He's never done anything. I don't think there's only two photographs of him in existence. Famous recluse. Never been interviewed ever. Yeah. Uh, how does he end up on The Simpsons twice? I think the writers were just so idolatrous of him that they, uh, I don't know what they had to use as, as uh, sweeteners. What right, do you, right. you do to convince, hey, Tom, there's a fiver in it for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Okay, if you've got Thomas Pynchon in The Simpsons, mm -hmm. who's going to say no? Has, has there been any no's ever? Oh, yeah. Really? I, I don't know Kidman about said no. Who, I think Kidman yeah? said no, didn't she? Really? Yeah, Kidman. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I probably afraid that, you know, Certain subjects would come up. That yeah. He's probably afraid that it might be um, good. Yeah, we're going to have that happen. <laughs> That'll hurt. <laughs> All right, I tough just, room, tough room. I can't believe we're through the hour. I know. You're going to have to come back and play for more prizes tomorrow, Harry. All right. I'm Do sorry. I have a lovely parting gift? <laughs> what is the parting? Soup. The prize oh, gift no! is <laughs> delicious soup. <laughs> Threatening our guest with his lunch. Harry, get this. Oh, that means it's time to sign off. Thank you, the plain white tees, and thank you, Harry Shearer, for sitting in for the whole hour. My pleasure. What a treat. Good luck at the Acra Awards on the weekend. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to campaign for them to get another acronym. Yeah, that's what they need. <laughs> they need a new one. It was the Ra Awards years ago. Uh, that never really Rawr. stuck, though. Yeah, it? that didn't catch on. Uh, there are so many things I'd like to plug myself uh, on behalf of Harry. Type his name into Amazon. So many things come up. There's a DVD of your sketches from Saturday Night that's Live. Correct. Yeah. There's this fine album, Songs, Pointed and pointless. Which you can download uh, tracks from for free at mydamnchannel.com. Right. And am I right in saying you've just published your first novel this yes, month? Yes, I have. What's yeah. that called? Not Enough Indians. And there's a movie that you made that's never come out here. <laughs> Teddy Bear's Picnic. There is so much Harry Shearer here. I know the answer to all of them. <laughs> to We've only got 10 seconds. Yeah, time right. for a key phrase. I wanted to say tap into America. But what is our key phrase? Boons is talking to Smithers. And Smithers is talking to Burns. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very, very much. much, Harry Shearer. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with Tony Moclair. Oh, yes. That's right, tomorrow I've invented a new word. It's possibly Scottish. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power, rugged good looks, China hutch, and butter churn. Now it's allowing you now. Boof, that's gone up in smoke. Through all of them. <laughs> to We've only got 10 seconds. Yeah, time right. for a key phrase. I wanted to say tap into America. But what is our key phrase? Boons is talking to Smithers. And then Smithers is talking to Burns. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. Sherry Shearer. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow with Tony Moclair. Oh, yes. That's right. Tomorrow I've invented a new word. It's possibly <laughs> Scottish. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power, rugged good looks, China hutch, and butter churn. Now it's allowing you now. Oof, that's gone up in smoke.